Good afternoon from the capital city. Kurt Everson here with my first weekly update of the 2020 legislative session. Week one of the session is in the books. Was it interesting? Yeah. Riveting? Uh, not so much. Only a handful of committees had scheduled meetings for Friday morning. News of an impending winter storm on the eastern side of the state prompted the cancellation of those committees and the early departure of many legislators for the Martin Luther King holiday weekend. The House and Senate convened at 9 a.m., adjourned shortly thereafter, uh, therefore allowing remaining members to get on the road before the weather conditions got even worse. So here goes my first podcast of the 2020 session. Governor Kristi Noem kicked off the session with her second State of the State address on Tuesday afternoon. In her opening remarks, Governor Noem said, I want my message to be crystal clear. South Dakota is open for business. Her administration's policy agenda for the 2020 legislature will revolve around four pillars of protection for South Dakotans, keeping taxes low, limiting government spending, fighting government intrusion, and lastly, keeping government open and honest. Details of the administration's legislative package will emerge during the coming weeks. So moving on to legislative news, as is typically the case, the first batch of bills introduced in 2020 consists primarily of legislation introduced on behalf of executive branch agencies, constitutional offices, and interim legislative committees. Here are some of the bills I will be following. Senate Bill 3 deals with documents of the legislature. This bill is one of the few outward signs associated with a raft of changes in procedures central to how the legislative process works under the state capitol dome. Printing of legislative bills and daily legislative journals will not occur. Most legislative documents will be available only online. The layout of this particular bill illustrates a significant change that apparently has been deemed appropriate for the 2020 session. In the past, if an entire section of South Dakota codified law was being proposed for repeal, printed and electronic copies of the bill showed the wording of the existing law covered with overstrikes. Importantly, People reviewing a bill could see the language of the statute being proposed for repeal without having to look anywhere else. Under the legislature's new process, parties interested in reviewing and understanding the effect of the proposed repeal will have to look elsewhere, either to a printed or electronic copy of the South Dakota codified laws. After working inside the legislative process since 1983, I'll admit that I sometimes take a dim view of procedural change. That said, the list of people who view most of the procedural and technical changes in a positive light is very short compared to those who believe, as I do, that many of the 2020 session changes diminish transparency and create inefficiencies for parties interested in the legislative process. It concerns me that I have yet to find anyone outside the legislative branch of government that had had any prior knowledge or was given any chance to review and comment on the proposed changes. So stay tuned for more developments there. Senate Bill 11 deals with third-party insurance plan administrators, or TPAs. 
Brought by the South Dakota Division of Insurance, the intent of this bill is to create a pathway for new entrants into the TPA market. While not of direct interest to bankers, I'll follow this bill brought on behalf of the South Dakota Division of Insurance. SDBA's self-funded health insurance trust uses TPA services provided by Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Dakota. A competent TPA is a critical component of any health insurance plan. I'll monitor this bill mostly to make sure that changes being proposed do no harm. Senate Bill 45 is all about the duties and functions of the value-added finance authority. Introduced at the request of the Governor's Office of Economic Development, this, this bill proposes to repeal SDCL Chapter 1-16E, the body of law that created the value-added finance authority back in 1986. The bill proposes to move the functions overseen by the members of the value-added finance authority board under the auspices of the economic development finance authority. Bonding and finance programs included in the move would include the Nutrient Management Bond Program, the Agribusiness Bond Program, Beginning Farmer Bond Program, the Value-Added Ag Subfund, and the Value-Added Ag Agriculture Agribusiness Relending Program. Importantly, all of these programs will remain in place. Oversight functions will simply move to the EDFA board. House Bill 1004 is about defensive laws by the legislature. The first section of this curious bill states, and I quote, the legislature may defend any law or intervene in the defense of any law in any civil action or proceeding in which the state is an interested party. Rather than rely on the South Dakota Attorney General to represent the legislature's interests in any such litigation, House Bill 1004 allows both houses of the legislature to retain their own outside counsel in such matters, if they so choose. While it is difficult to envision how passage of this bill might impact South Dakota's banking industry, I will follow this bill's progress with considerable interest. House Bill 1012 proposes a wholesale correction of technical errors in statutory cross-references. Introduced at the request of South Dakota's Code Commission, sort of, this 94-page bill is described by South Dakota Code Council as seeking only to eliminate cross-references to statutes that have been repealed during previous legislative sessions. Sections 135 through 141 of this bill, starting on page 68, contain proposed changes to the to SDCL Title 51A, the state banking title. We are currently working with staff at the South Dakota Division of Banking to determine if any unintended consequences might arise from making these technical changes in cross-references. Lawyers working for state agencies and private sector interests are conducting similar analysis. Stay tuned for future developments here as well. House Bill 1015 proposes to revise application fees and processes for state chartered banks. The process that government agencies are required to follow when ordering and paying for legal advertisements in newspapers is cumbersome and bureaucratic. If a state chartered bank wants to build a new branch 
Advertisements are required in local newspapers. The cost of publishing those notices is currently baked into the application fee paid by the bank. Brought on behalf of the South Dakota Division of Banking, House Bill 1015 would change that process to allow the applying bank to order and pay directly for the public notice advertisement. If this bill passes, the division will then review application fee schedules accordingly. Current law also requires the board of directors or an executive committee consisting of not less than one-third of the board to review transactions occurring since the last review on at least a monthly basis. House Bill 1015 changes the minimum frequency of review to a quarterly basis. House Bill 1016 exempts certain companies from money transmitter licensing. Brought also by the Division of Banking, this bill seeks to eliminate duplicative state money transmitter licensing requirements for companies that act either as operators of payment systems or strictly as an agent of a payee. Maybe think first data here. If this bill passes, the division estimates four or five companies currently required to hold a South Dakota money transmitter license would not be required to do so because those companies already are examined through the Bank Service Company Act process by both state and federal agencies. This exemption from licensing would only be available to businesses contracting with other entities already exempt under SDCL 51A-17-3, meaning banks, bank holding companies, credit unions, or other government entities. House Bill 1019 updates cross-references between state and federal tax codes. This is the South Dakota Department of Revenue's annual bill to sync cross-references between various parts of South Dakota's tax code, including the bank franchise tax, to the most current version of the Internal Revenue Code. House Bill 1062 aims to increase financial empowerment of South Dakota residents. Brought at the request of State Treasurer Josh Hader, this bill directs the State Treasurer to support the development of and promote curricula to increase the financial empowerment of all residents of South Dakota, especially students, individuals with disabilities, individuals and families below the poverty level, military veterans, active duty military personnel, and retirees. The bill also creates the, the South Dakota Financial Empowerment Fund, into which gifts, grants, and donations from private sources can be placed and used in furtherance of the aforementioned goals. This, this bill has been pared down considerably from a previous version Mr. Hader shared with the SDBA last fall. I'll wind down this report with a quick reminder to everyone to make plans to attend our annual state legislative conference in Pierre on February 12th. What a great opportunity to celebrate Abraham Lincoln's birthday with your elected legislators and your banking colleagues from around the state. That's it for week one. It is my great pleasure once again to represent the interests of South Dakota's banking industry before the state legislature this year. Please contact me anytime you have questions or concerns. Have a great weekend, everyone.